Hey everybody and welcome to episode 17 of Dipsomania, the podcast about booze and cocktail culture. This episode is going to be an interesting one because Lance and I decided to actually take on vodka and see if it's worth our time. We'll let you know how we feel. Enjoy. Hello, hello. Hey. There you are. <laughs> well, long time no see, Jake. Seriously, it's been a while. Cheers. Check out my 90s-tastic Oh my god, that's so many olives. That's more olive than drink. Well, they're teeny tiny manzanilla olives. Which I appreciate. And I, I have a tale to tell, but this is called... This is not what I was planning on doing. This is called Old Town Vodka Punch. Okay. Uh, which is special and different, but... Um, anyway... Cheers for for you at home. Uh, it's our vodka episode. It's our vodcast. Our vodka episode. <laughs> they said it so, would never happen, or at least we did. Or your, or <laughs> yourself your favorite vodka cocktail, whatever that may be, even if it's just vodka. Which honestly is probably the best way to go with vodka. And dig in with us. Um, I had planned on doing the age old and appropriate White Russian. Right. Because I knew I had the ingredients available, but it turns out, do you know what happens to heavy whipping cream when you don't use it for like a month? It gets kind of chunky. It turns into, yeah, this kind of viscous, not quite solid white goo. Right. It doesn't smell bad, but no. you can't really mix it. No. It's like a cheese cocktail. <laughs> oh, no. Um... So I did not I did not do that, as it turns out. And then I, I do have milk, um, but I... My experience with trying to make cream-based cocktails with milk is that, that you are left wanting. It's usually very disappointing. Very sad. It's just sad in every way because it looks – it kind of weirdly separates. Yeah. And, you, yeah, you don't get that nice <laughs> viscous mouth feel. <laughs> <clears throat> One of my favorite phrases. We know how you love a viscous mouth feel. Mm. So I will say, although I don't generally – enjoy a vodka drink this is quite tasty so so what um, is it explain it to me so i so in order <laughs> in order to even find a cocktail that i could palate is that can you use palate as a verb eh, doesn't seem no doesn't whatever, seem whatever correct. the tolerate whatever the verb for me, tolerate <laughs> but on my mouth so tolerate uh-huh. tolerate I uh, first I searched at liquor.com and they had just all of the regular kind of uh, fairly upfront and I will say boring vodka cocktails. So then I went to imbibe, which tends to have more creative and, and they talk to bartenders and things. Right. And I just did a search on vodka cocktail and this one came up and the ingredients looked interesting. Uh, this is this is from Hog Salt Hospitality in Chicago and Gene Tomorrow. Thank you, Gene, for this delightful uh, concoction. This is one and a half ounces of vodka, three quarter ounce of lemon juice, half ounce each of Aperol, St. Germain, and simple syrup. Shake that up and pour it down. Oh, that seems quite nice. <clears throat> now, I had to substitute two ingredients. I didn't have Aperol, it turns out, so I used Campari. Okay. And so yours I find is the less Saint sweet. Ger- it is. It's got a nice bitter tang. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't have Aperol either. I just said that. I didn't have St. Germain. 
Oh, what'd you uh, which is a syrupy elderflower. Uh-huh. And me being all special and whatever, I have um, a different elderflower liqueur that comes all the way to me from England. Oh, um, artisanal. I would, I, I would tell you, I think it's called Grace. Uh, I'll, I'll get it later. Mm. Um, but it's more, um, they make, as a matter of fact, vodkas, because I believe it's a potato farm. Okay. And, and so they make, also things that you make with vodka which is just about everything so they have this lovely it's actually very lovely elderflower you could you could do an elderflower spritzer with it and it won't be too sweet and gummy as i find the uh saint germain tends to be for me Mm. uh i'll get the right name um post haste so i don't screw this up and give them some free advertising (laughs) well i did a kangaroo as you know, we we had to at least one of us do a kangaroo just so we could harp on it not being called a martini. For sure. <laughs> yes. Um, and is it delight? Which which vodka did you do? You have more than one vodka, by the way. Do you uh, cur- have vodkas currently. I do actually. I, I have some Tito's still in my uh, Crystal Head bottle because I bought mm-hmm. I bought one bottle of Dan Aykroyd's stupid vodka, and. Uh, <laughs> I just refilled. Is it, is it, is the vodka stupid or is the bottle stupid? Uh, the existence of the whole enterprise is stupid. He claims it's filtered (laughs) through diamonds and (laughs) I did not know all of this. Oh yeah. You need to look up the crystal skull vodka or whatever it is. Um, but, uh, so I have that bottle that I refill with Tito's or whatever, but I also grabbed a bottle when we were talking about doing a vodka show of the Aylesbury Duck, which is from the 86 company, Simon Ford, Ford's Gin. Oh. So mm. it's in that awesome bottle that we've talked about at length. And um, it's a wheat vodka, and it's actually quite delicious on its own. I just have a bottle of Tito's that I picked up at the local marketplace. And um, it, it's got a creamy flavor to it I, that I've experienced before with wheat vodkas mm-hmm. and even wheat based gins have a weird creaminess to them. Um, then Nolly Pratt, dry vermouth, Reagan's orange bitters. And I shook the hell out of it instead of stirring. Mm. You, have the, you have little splinters, ice splinters in there? I did. They're they're gone now. <laughs> <laughs> they're already gone. Um, this is the, the I don't know whether it's because I use a different elderflower, but the elderflower is certainly on the back of this. Uh, the Campari is pushed up front, um, and there's a good balance between the lemon and the simple syrup. It's a nice. It is a nice drink, I mm-hmm. think. And look at look at the color. It's no, it's pretty very pretty. Pink. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. Need to get to work on these olives. I have so many of them. <laughs> so that and then so when i used to when i started drinking martinis i always i i got them dirty i got them plenty of olives i did not enjoy a, a martini <laughs> so like mask it put put stuff in it don't make it <clears throat> and i was doing the gray goose stuff i was going like you know whatever 15 dollar vodka uh, kangaroos um where was oh we went to dinner on Friday to Thursday or Friday with friends in town from Raleigh and we went to the Progress down uh, down on Fillmore 
and on the menu they had a martini, which was their conco- you know, their version of a martini. And they had the audacity to ask me oh, dinner vodka. Oh. No, mm-hmm. I I honestly think from our early days, the vermouths just weren't that good. Like there weren't there wasn't as big a selection as we have now of good vermouths. And nobody knew how to actually take care of their vermouth. And I just don't think vermouth was good in the 90s. In my memory, it was sort of, I don't know, well, on the other hand, I was ordering them dirty. But the vermouth tasted salty to me. Mm. Just just the vermouth. Whenever I get, what was it, like Martini and Rossi? Yeah. Or, I feel like um, Martini and Rossi dry has a sort of briny quality that's not very good. <laughs> no, it was it was not. And And then you... That was all, like you said, that was all we had. Uh, and then here, we, we they started, they had Baya. Mm-hmm. Which is which, excellent. Uh, was like, just drink, really good. drink that on a rock all by itself. Yeah, and it was the first, like, good, good vermouth, like you said, good drinking vermouth. And it just changed my outlook entirely. And now I... Uh, I really do love a, a a martini. It's just like it's just so perfect. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful balance. It's 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 clean. It's sharp. Um, I like it with a twist. I like it with olives. I like it with olives and a twist. Yep. I, I I'll I'll do a Gibson. They're all good. Yeah. And uh, back back then it was the whole you know turn around and salute your bottle of vermouth if that. And mm-hmm. now I don't make a martini that's not. At least two to one. Yes, uh, and uh, and of course you can do the fifty-fifty, or you can do the Julia Child, which is a inverted. Yep. Um, if you're feeling too much into your cups, but you still want that martini in your mm-hmm. mouth, mm-hmm. get get a Julia Child. She knew vermouth. She knew, actually, yeah, she probably knew a lot about vermouth that we never knew. So we've talked. We have talked a lot about vodka during our dozen or dozen plus podcasts, mostly dismissively. We, we do tend to put it down. Um, <laughs> although I think personally, I'm actually putting people down and not vodka. I'm putting the people who prefer vodka over gin down because vodka certainly serves its place, and we we literally wouldn't have most of our liquor without it. As a as a base spirit, as as a just pure spirit that is mm-hmm. then used as a base, um, yeah, that's true. But well, I mean, but like I said, when, when I you, when I was you had for, you had your struggles finding a decent, fun to make cocktail. I, I did. I I couldn't. Everything took. I mean, I've got ample ingredients. I'm not like short on ingredients here. Right. Pretty much every vodka cocktail takes like five to seven things in order to make it appear to be gin. Yeah, frankly, basically, yeah. Like it, you know, because it it doesn't have its own taste. I mean, this this drink is delightful, but literally, it doesn't. It tastes like a punch, right? Like a like a punch, not like a liquory punch, right? You could put this in one of those. Like I don't know if they're doing this in denver yet but do, do you do you get served the giant the new giant cocktails that you're supposed to share with friends does that hit there yet uh just not really but i know what you're talking about um yeah there's a, there's a couple of places here in town and it literally comes in an aquarium it's this giant um 
it looks like the absinthe uh, dripper, uh-huh. you know, yeah. with, and then they, now they, so they, they line the outside with fruit and they fill the center with, and it's huge. And you're supposed to share it with like, you know, seven or 10 of your friends. And, you and just, just pour off little bits into your yeah. cup. Yeah. As much or as little as you want and just keep going. And it's, you know, whatever, 120 bucks for that giant thing. And it's a beautiful presentation and everybody yeah. who's in Oz. It's, but it's like getting I don't a, know. It's like getting a punch bowl to the table or something like. <laughs> Very much. In fact, it is exactly like getting a punch bowl to the table. Wow. Um, and I know it's it's now in Vegas and it's down in L.A. So it's making it's the new new thing making the rounds. I don't know that it's going to ever hit. I mean, how many people go around with that many? I mean, that's a big commitment. Yeah, I mean, nobody's. People tend to roam in Denver, especially the neighborhoods where I hang out. So they'll stop one place for a drink and then go to the next place for a drink mm-hmm. and then stop place for a meal with a drink and you know, just cover the whole street. So I presume it's for like, I don't know, bridal parties or bachelor, <laughs> not probably not bachelor parties, but, you know, it's girls. It's girls out girls night out. Um, because if you're a cocktail drinker, you don't want to drink the same thing for all night long. Yeah. You want to sample. Um, yeah. But that's <laughs> coming back to my original point. That's what this tastes like. Sure. Yeah. No. And I, this was supposed to have a grapefruit, um, twist in it, but I didn't have any grapefruit. Sure. Um, I'll say my kangaroo is pretty tasty, but I'd rather have a martini. Uh, I did do a vodka flight in Las Vegas once. I don't know if the, if the bar is still there, it was called, it's a Russian themed bar. Sure. And, uh, and in the spirit of Vegas, everything was way over the top. And one of the things they did was they had a, a vodka flight and the, the vodka was served in ice yeah. cups. Yep. And in that way, you can taste the difference between vodkas. Mm-hmm. And they pointed out what the vodka was like. This is a potato vodka. This is a wheat vodka. This is, um, and some of them were very smooth and some of them had a bite to them. And some of them were just like drinking lighter fluid or what I assume lighter fluid tastes like. Sure. Um, so in that sense, I got an appreciation that vo- not all vodka tastes the same. True. But in fact, they all taste like vodka. And once you mix them with anything, they disappear. Hence the uh, popularity of screwdrivers and things like that. Yes, and <laughs> uh, and uh, salty dogs and and uh, what's the, what's the what's the screwdriver with um, grapefruit? Is that a salty dog? No. Yeah, that's a. Uh, it is. Unless it's a greyhound. Um, it's gray yes. greyhound or yeah. salty dog. I think a salty I think dog. Greyhound. I think a salty dog might be with gin. Gin and grapefruit. Oh, even that's see. Top of mind. Yeah. Gin does much better marketing in my head. <laughs> um, trying to think of positive things to say about vodka. To your point, if if you if you really want the other ingredients to shine through, but you want it to have a bit of a kick, I think just adding a shot of vodka to anything will help. Sure. I mean, that's I, basically a Vesper, right? Is a kicked up martini. Yes. I'm, I might. Uh, I've been playing around with egg creams and liquor lately. Yep. So I might try doing a little uh shot in an egg cream maybe probably with something else but we'll see how that works out um and yeah i don't i like i said i have a bottle of vodka i don't there's another drink that i like called 
the red geisha, which is strawberries and uh, ginger and vodka and something else. Everything's all muddled and it's a right. beautiful, rich red color. And you put in a lot of uh, uh, ginger, so it's got that weird hot bite to it. Yeah. Which I particularly like. But as we were talking before, and I could not think of what. So if we're doing a vodka episode, <laughs> what's my favorite vodka cocktail? For me, honestly, I think my answer is just straight vodka. Just vodka. Because if you have I, if you have good vodka, it's actually enjoyable just on its own. Mm, I might do a kangaroo next just to see because I I literally haven't drinking this vodka on its own mm. to see. Yeah, um, I, I, and I would also say I like a Bloody Mary. Sure. But I don't know if that does that count. I know that's a salad with counts. some invisible booze yeah. in it. Yeah, I didn't think it counted. Um, one one trick I did learn, and I think I've told you about this before, is uh, if you have like your old fashioned tumbler style glass, and just put some peppercorns on the countertop and crush it with the bottom of the glass, then sweep the peppercorns into the glass, and then pour your vodka. Hmm. Uh, it, it's pepper vodka and it's delicious. <laughs> it, it, it gets, well, it gets spicier as you let it sit. So I don't, I don't know. It's a thing I saw somewhere and I tried it and I was like, this is, this, this tastes great. Yeah. And I like black, just black pepper, kernel, yeah. corn, corns, yep. kernels, corns. Um, all right. I, I will give that a shot because I do like black pepper or mm-hmm. white pepper. I like all the peppers actually. Sure. Um, I do. I do also want to mention uh, to the makers of the Absolute Vodka site. Your site is terrible, uh, and I don't know whether that's a problem with my browser or your site. But literally, literally, every page I went to, as I again was searching for recipes, asked how old I was. Wow. Yes, every single page. So when I when I went to the front page, it's like, how old are you? And there's a checkbox that says, "Remember me." And then when I went to recipe, well, how old are you now? I'm the same. Can I look at your recipe? Oh, how old are you now? <clears throat> it was, and I left. I was that was terrible. I hate you, absolute vodka site. All right, I've told it how old I am. Now I'm clicking. No, it's fine. I think you broke your computer. <laughs> I think I did. That, that's fair. Uh, oh, I just I just chanced upon another uh, vodka cocktail I might try although it seems a bit like although okay this is called a muticano m-u-t-t-i-c-a-n-o uh which was uh it's a it's a play on an americano okay but it was served at the at san francisco's senior dog rescue muttville so it's a muticano uh which is one part vodka one part vodka. I'm going to say one ounce of vodka, three quarter ounce Campari, and one ounce of orange juice, and then club soda. Mm. So, on the absolute site, this is funny. Uh, I went to the drinks page. Mm-hmm. It's got like a Cosmo and absolute vodka martini, a sea breeze. And then it's got a French 75. And I was like, is that a vodka drink? So I clicked on it. And it says, one part gin. <laughs> well, and there's no... No there's... vodka at all. There's one, one part gin, half part lemon juice, half part simple syrup, champagne, and a, le- a lemon twist. Like, 
why is this on there? Yes, I see what you mean. I went to the Old Flame, which is Campari orange juice, gin, triple sec, sweet vermouth, and an orange twist. No vodka. Not even like orange flavored vodka. No vodka. Absolute does not make a gin. Well, I guess that's nice. They also understand that people hate vodka. Yeah, I guess. I don't. I shouldn't say it. I guess oh, I don't hate vodka. So now I try to go to the Absolute Elix site, and mm. I have to tell it how old I am again because that's a different domain. Oh, that's their that's their super upper crusty uh, vodka, right? Yeah, it's single, it's like single, single estate. Blah blah blah. I have not tried it. <laughs> I have not tried it. Vodka with terroir. But I will tell you, they had a gift pack over the Christmas season with a. Uh, copper gnome drinking vessel and i wanted mm-hmm. that i wanted that really hard but but no 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 such luck it, it, it was probably <clears throat> over a hundred dollars for a bottle of booze plus a gnome so no yeah the, those those copper pineapples are really really popular now for some reason as well i have some which i don't get what what do you do with them uh they they are display only so far <laughs> so why why do you have them uh they were cheap over christmas so i got three of them like i got uh copper a gold and a silver that's pretty in my window okay well, yeah i can see that um and i yeah i like those things um but i have too many things so i was also looking now i'm looking at absolute 100 which i'd not heard of before and an interesting note, so it's 100 proof, hence the name. Uh-huh. But the thing that stands out to me says it doesn't contain any added sugar. Do they normally add sugar to their vodka? Um, perhaps to kickstart the fermentation? The main ingredients in Absolute 100 are water and wheat. The water comes from a deep well in Sahus. Winter wheat differs from other crops. It's sown one fall and harvested the next. Days in between, it grows under this. Oh, yeah, this is a lot of good marketing here. Yeah. Um, there's the salty dog. <laughs> yeah, it's a nice glassware here. I like it. And yeah, got to enter my. I, I it must be my browser. It just wants. It just doesn't save cookies or something. I know. I don't know. I'm not going to worry about it because I'm not coming back. Bye, absolute. So you're doing a. Kangaroo, which we've covered before, is what a vodka martini is called. Right. So people out there, just be willing to do some education and teach your bar professionals that that's what a vodka martini is called. We need, yeah, we need to make this happen, people. We need your help to do it. Because I think it just made, so you don't have to, you don't have to specify anymore. If it's a martini, it's gin. If it's a kangaroo, it's a vodka. It solves everything. Yeah. And then you can get into the whole 50-50 and Julia Child. And then if it's a vodka 50-50, it's a 50-50. And if it's a vodka Julia Child, it's whatever is Russian for Julia Child. Yeah, sure. Child, must, there's got to be a Russian for Child. I'm looking it up right now. I, I, I only we're know make German. This happen. I only know We're going to make this happen, too. I don't know anything. Oh, and of course, I put in Russian child. Now I have a bunch of pictures of Russian children. Oh, Russian for, for child. 
Uh, Rebinock, apparently. Uh, Rebinock. So it's a Julia Rebinock. Julia. <laughs> Julia. Julia Rebinock. <laughs> That's terrible. Let's never do that. I've already finished my one. My 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 wand wand. Wand. I don't know. I don't know English anymore. <laughs> my first. My wand drink. <laughs> one second. Friend. Second. Friend. Second is is tood. <laughs> two. One. One. Two. Three. Uh, but I have to figure out what my. I don't know what I'm doing. You've already done a kangaroo. I don't. I don't really feel like I should do a kangaroo. Um, I will figure it out though. I'm going to do a mule. I made some uh, ginger simple syrup over the weekend, so I have that ready. Well, maybe I'll try this Mudicano vodka Americano thing, because like I said, I got a buttload of blood oranges, so. Yeah, I don't know. It sounds weirdly disappointing. Uh, okay. I'm going to, because I've got, I've got all the, I've got the ingredients though, Jake. Well, it's, it's a screwdriver with Campari. Campari and club soda. Yeah. All right. So it's a. Give, all right. Give it a shot. I'm going to try it. Give it a shot. I'm going to try it. Yes, exactly. All right. Be, be, be back momentarily. Here we go. Oh, wow. That's pretty. That is... Isn't that pretty? Again, blood orange helps there. Yeah. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, it's. So I'll just show off my fancy. Oh, wow! That is fancy. Uh, this is this is a like twelve ounce julep cup from my favorite <laughs> from my favorite bar, the Rhino Yacht Club. Hmm. Oh, that was an interesting face. What? So I I don't I don't have ginger beer. I have ginger. Uh, rich ginger sip, simple syrup, so this is quite sweet. Oh, yeah. um, you you can fix it if you want. No, I don't know how I don't know how you would do that. Mm. Some li- more lime. Once the ice melts a bit, it'll be fine. But yeah, I just did vodka, the rich simple syrup that I infused with ginger, and uh, half a lime, and then filled it with ice and topped it off with soda. Yeah, this definitely needs something else in it because it's not. I don't know. Again, it, maybe if I did it with gin and made a like a real Negroni kind of thing. And... Well, I, I'm just disappointed it didn't have any sort of remove, honestly. like. Nope. Yeah, that would also like it. Yeah, it's it's very one note. This is I think um and I think that's my problem with most vodka drinks. Like either they're like twenty-seven ingredients, or it's one ingredient that you actually taste. Yeah, and then I diluted it with the club soda. Um, so <laughs> I could. Well, on the other hand, if if you were at an outdoor event with a lot of old dogs, yeah, this would be great. Sure, because you can. It's it's non-threatening. It's not very interesting. Everybody might like it, even though there's definitely that weird, you know, Campari bitter thing. But on the other hand, it's it doesn't. It's not slapping. It's not even petting you. 
I, I think the Moscow sort of Mule pure. is probably an easier sell in that kind of crowd. Yeah, and the, and the Moscow Mule, right? I don't know. Again, here it's it's having a it's having a moment. Well, the Moscow Mule is the reason vodka got him well popular slash important in the sixties. Mm. Like that is what introduced vodka to the American audience. Was the Moscow? I hadn't Mule. realized that. Yeah. Is that was that you know? Do you know how it happened? Did it, is it just like one of the? Is it like the? Um, I, I think it's pure marketing. I think Stoliknaya was trying to come into the states, and they invented a drink that would be palatable to us Coca Cola drinking Americans. <laughs> mm, bubbly and sweet. Yeah. Yep. And it came in that cool mug. Mm hmm. The mug is undoubtedly cool. Anything made of copper is going to be sure. Cool. Yeah, I really wonder if the mug was original. Like, were they piling those up in bars in the 60s? <laughs> or if that's a more recent affectation? It seems, I mean, it's beautiful marketing. Because if you did see somebody else with that mug, you'd wondering what they were drinking. And you might try it. And then, like, you want one. Yep. I doubt you got to take the mug home. But I bet a bunch of them were stolen. Oh, for sure. Just like many of these were stolen when the bar first introduced them. <laughs> Is that, did they mean that to happen or? A little bit column A, a little bit column B. Um, <coughs> they did, they did when they first got them, they did a, I think it was actually Derby Day. So they did a promotion. Mm -hmm. You got to take it home. Um, I'm friends with them. So they gave me a few extras, but. <laughs> yeah. And I know but they do, are, they do um... sell them as swag now. Like they're, they're one of these bars that actually sells Swag. They have T-shirts and hats and. What is it made of? This is aluminum. Okay. I thought it was maybe stainless steel or something. No, I mean it's well, it could be steel. Maybe it's one of those like clean canteen cups. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I looked up. Speaking of cream drinks, I looked up the Grasshopper to see if there was a version with vodka. So if you do a grasshopper, which is equal parts cream de mint and cream de cacao and cream, yeah, with vodka, that is a flying grasshopper. So just an extra shot, a shot of vodka, yeah, little little ounce of vodka in there. So it, it's again, it's just boosting the booze. In what is you could probably add it to anything, right? Yeah, yeah. If you wanted to pump for whatever reason, you wanted to pump up the alcohol content, just add a little, well, like, little more vodka. The grasshopper is not a very boozy drink. Like those liqueurs are not very high alcohol, so I I can see no. I can see wanting to boost it's, it up. It's delicious, but it's not very boozy. Sure, which <clears throat> sometimes is probably a good what, idea. What, what you want. <laughs> yes, oftentimes actually. Um, my history with vodka, like I said, I started off high. Because I did believe in the marketing that there was a difference in vodkas. So if you paid more for the ultra premium vodka, you got better vodka. Yeah. So I did the I did the um, Grey Goose. I did the is it Picasso Matisse? Some artist name. Matisse was one. Uh, I did the Belvedere. There's also a Chopin. Yes. Um, and. I think the I think the marketing was successful with me because I did buy I Grey Goose was my go-to vodka. I would buy Grey Goose just a big bottle of it and use it for everything and drink it for 
like you said, in, in kangaroos. Um, but, I never, but I would, my kangaroo was, in fact, like a rinse of vermouth. Yeah, absolutely. Pour it out. Yeah. And pour the vodka in. And I keep it all in the freezer, shake as it. you do. Yes, uh, shake shake very hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, you want those little shards of ice floating on the top. Yep. Um, you want it to just look as cold. I, I do, I mean, even though I keep my gin and vodka in my freezer, I still shake the hell out of them and get them even colder. Mm-hmm. Well, and weird. my throwback 90s martini glass that I showed you for my kangaroo with the kinked stem and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, I keep those in the freezer. Like those are the ones that live in the freezer because <laughs> mostly I don't use them at all because they're oversized for a normal drink. Um, yes. Do you have a lot of glassware? I have quite a bit of glassware. I have a small set of coops. I have my uh, Robin stemmed uh, cocktail glasses. They're not, mm-hmm. they're not, really martini glasses but they're cocktail glasses like 20 style cocktail glasses um meaning the bowl is more it's more like upright tulip? it's more upright than okay the, but it still has a stem it's well the stem is a robin with a top hat and vest so <laughs> <laughs> god i want to believe that you do that whenever you have like like oh it's martini night and you're you are outfitted you've top got the hat, top hat yeah. and vest and a cravat can't wear a hat it'll mess up my hair i <laughs> my head is huge i get hel- i get helmet hair if mm. i wear a hat like this divot i have a ton of uh nick and nora's because i bought way too many from cocktail kingdom because they were on sale or something and yeah. i got like a dozen or i have way too many um i have very I- tiny uh almost nick and nora shaped glasses they're like two and a half ounce and they're also short stemmed they they ju- hmm. they actually just have a little uh like lobed globe for a stem. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're very short. They're like maybe three inches tall total from the, from the wow. base from the base to the lip, and they only hold like two and a half ounces. So those those are for I don't know like really really actually they're great for like testing people like see if you like this yes well i have these weird um things i got at um crate and barrel which is like it's sort of a shot glass but the base is like two inches of just solid glass oh yeah this huge very heavy thing and Mm -hmm. i do the same thing like if i always want people to like have you ever tried kina kina try this it's Mm -hmm. amazing and yeah yeah it's like the little little sipping glass but a they're, couple of those. They're gorgeous too because they they have the uh, silver around the rim. Oh, yes. So they they are gorgeous glasses. I just don't use them much because you could, but you you could do a martini in that easily. A very small martini, man. A very like, small, like a little <laughs> little olive in there, like a little dainty martini. I'd, I'd I think be, it'd be cute. I'd be, I'd be getting up from the couch so often. I was like, uh, well, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I. I don't have a lot of. Unfortunately, my apartment doesn't allow me a lot of cabinet space. So I don't. I would. I would love to have more glassware. Yeah. Dinah, for example, goes to like Goodwill and the secondhand places and just yeah. picks up whenever they've got 
she has a, a variety of beautiful glasses. Well, They're not matched at all. That's where we found these but, silver rimmed short guys and the robin stemmed glasses were both from um, a place here in Denver called the uh, Golden Armadillo, <laughs> which is a uh, it's consignment flea market kind of, mm-hmm. but it's all indoors. Yep. It's a big warehouse. And some people buy out like little glass lockers that display cases. And some people just like give them a pile of shit and they put it out on the floor. And if you buy it, they get kicked back. Um, So that's where we've gotten those glasses. And yeah, the Nick and Nora is the one style that I kind of wish I had, but I don't have. Um, But I love them. They're very handy. They're good for a lot of different uses. Yeah. And those are the ones, that's what I keep in the freezer because they're small. I can put a lot of them in there. Yeah. I I love my coops, but they don't handle the pick, like a cherry pick or something, because they actually curve back. They fall in. They fall in. Well, no. Or they roll around. They just roll around and like get okay. tippy especially if it's a long pick i have some long picks so my picks are flat they look like they look like tines basically so they have a flat thing that you can grasp and then they have two forks okay out of it. yeah i know those yeah that i love those i i bought a, i found another set on ebay and i bought another eight of them and they they're really great because they spear things easily they and then they don't yeah, they spear they things around. really well. Like they spear things much better than a single like singular pick. Yes. They kind of hold on. Yeah. And they, and it's like a fork. It's like a little fondue fork basically <laughs> with sort of um, basically and then I fork. and then I have I'm I'm sort of I'm one of those people who likes sets of things. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't have a lot of eclectic glassware. Right. Um, and it's all very plain, like just like this, very straightforward. This is just a glass. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's a perfect. Uh, that's a Collins glass, right? Hmm. Mm. Yeah, I will say. Uh, recently, we had two breakage incidents, so I've lost a coupe and one of my. I think. I think one of my Robin stem guys recently. From drop from droppage. Yeah, it happens. That's why I I learned that early on about. I thought I would buy some really nice, you know, um, nope goblets for wine or you know whatever. But yeah, it's not. It's really not worth. It. It's it's kind of funny because I have learned that lesson when it comes to wine glasses. When we got married, we bought a bulk case of like white wine and red wine glasses. Mm-hmm. We, we still have those boxes somewhere in the house. I don't even know. But we have we have many, 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 many wine glasses. And we also got the stemless red wine, like, gigantic things, which mm-hmm. which are the perfect gin and tonic glass. Really? You can get so, Good to know. so much ice in there, and you really want just <laughs> all the ice in the world to be in your gin and tonic. Mm-hmm. So. And it also, I mean, they're, they... They fit beautifully in your hand. They feel good when you're drinking from them. They are they are a lovely glass. Well, and you just sort of naturally start swirling them, and that ice going around, chinkle, 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 like that. That's that's summertime right there. Especially if you're. Don't in you a think hammock. it's weird? It's weird that. Gin goes with tonic, but vodka goes with soda. So you're 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 putting gin, which has a lot of flavors, with tonic, which adds more flavor, or you're taking vodka, which has no flavor, and putting it with soda. 
no flavor. So my mother-in-law doesn't drink gin. She had a very bad experience with gin when she was younger. <laughs> sure. And that was I, I had that tequila experience. Well, so that I know. that was long, 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 long ago, and we keep making her try gin, and she keeps not liking it. Um, so I make her vodka tonics all the time, with like my fancy tonic syrups and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and she loves them. Oh yeah, I, I I have nothing against a vodka tonic, but I tend to think of vodka and soda as the as a thing that you order more than a vodka tonic. That's because like I also had a that's vodka. That's because Collins. vodka drinkers are the most boring people. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, wow, that's a challenge. But I agree. Uh, no, when I so when I I didn't I started drinking late in life. In that most of my friends were drinking in high school, and I was not because I was living with someone who was a right. drunkard. Yeah, I didn't uh, drink in high school at all, really. No, no, I didn't. Because I, I think in high school, the point is to get drunk. It's not obviously to enjoy, like you're drinking yeah. wine coolers and totally. and ugh, stuff. But when I, so, <laughs> when, I, when I started to drink to enjoy drinking... It was when I was working as a banker because it was such a horrible job, probably. Right. And every everybody you at the were bank doing three martini lunches, weren't you? Yes. Uh, <laughs> although at the time it was Long Island iced teas uh, at Marie Callender's. Um, but yeah, classy but I, as fuck. Oh my, yeah, yeah, <laughs> pie and pie and liquor, um, which sounds really good right now, actually. Uh, the but I would do. I didn't. I also did not enjoy gin. Um, but we didn't have obviously the ample amount of gin that we have now, but I would substitute vodka for gin all the time. I, I had the, I had a vodka Collins, uh, a vodka martinis, vodka, vodka, yeah, vodka, vodka, every vodka was the safe drink, but it's, but it was still like you were drinking. Okay. So, uh, that's an interesting question because I don't blink an eye at people ordering a vodka Collins. Mm hmm. Uh, is is that a vodka martini situation? Like, is there a name for that drink that isn't? Oh, you know, I don't know. Let me do a really quick search and see. Uh, I don't think so. I think the uh, well, why wouldn't there be? Let me let me see. Vodka Collins, vodka Collins. I'm looking for like vodka Collins, aka right. Uh, Easy Vodka Collins, Vodka Collins. Everything's just calling it Vodka Collins. I'm going to imbibe, and it's also called a Vodka Collins. So I'm going to say no. Right. So you, it's a Vodka Collins. You're swapping out the Tom, which implies gin. Yes. Was it, was it originally made with the old Tom? Like, like why is it a, um, why is it a Tom Collins? <laughs> I am not a Tom Collins expert, but I can be because I have access to the internet. Yes. So let me let me go to Wikipedia really quick. Uh, and it's in a Collins glass. Yes. So, uh, it was memorialized by Jerry Thomas in 1876. Uh, gin and sparkling lemonade. Uh, why is it a Tom? Oh, originally it was called a John Collins. Oh, I actually knew that. Weird. Okay. Uh, based on a song that was popular at the time. Yeah. And then there was... Uh, this is I can't read and talk at the same time. <laughs> David Rundrich David Wundrich uh, has apparently looked at the history very closely. There is some confusion over the origins. Uh, as time passed, interest in Tom Collins diminished and the origins became lost. So it remains to be established. They really don't know why it's called a Tom Collins or where it came from originally. Wow. 
But John John Collins was what it was called for a time, and then some at some point. Uh, in 1874, people in New York and Pennsylvania would start a conversation with, "Have you seen Tom Collins?" After the <laughs> after the listener predictably reacted by exploring that they did not know a Tom Collins, the speaker would assert that Tom Collins was talking about them and that Tom Collins was just around the corner in a local bar. No. So they would go. They'd go in and ask for Tom Collins. That's weird. That's people are strange. Oh, America! Yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, and the original recipe. I know this is our vodka recipe. This is so. It's from 1876. Uh, five or six dashes of gum syrup, juice of a small lemon, one large wine glass of gin, mm-hmm. two or three lumps of ice. Shake well. Fill up the glass with plain soda water and drink while it is lively. <laughs> lively. So that's, I don't really, I mean, that's some, yeah, I think like most drinkers, that is, do, well, I'm gonna, this is a wild speculation, but I'm just saying like most drinkers, I started with vodka because it was easy. Yeah, I did not do that. You went right into gin? Well, it was the 90s, so I had to have vodka around. So I was a kettle one guy. Oh, yeah. Which is also, you know, upscale ish. Mm-hmm. I think it's still the number one vodka, if, if memory serves. But it was, it, it had more of a sort of, I almost want to say blue collar, like tough guy feel to it. Like it had more macho feel than like Grey Goose or something like that. So I went Kettle One because it had the gothic print on the logo. Mm-hmm. And they were all. Yeah. Anyway, that was my choice. It was drinkable. But I went into gin pretty much straight away. Like I was, hmm. I went Tanqueray to Bombay Sapphire, just lickety split. Interesting. Yeah, it took me a while, and I can't even tell you where I started down the gin road. Well, um, well you had your magical experience in London with Hendrix. Yeah, definitely. Um, that that was a definite change for the better. Uh, and then Sapphire, I did. I I bought the liter bottles of Sapphire, which was super drinkable. Probably still is. You you just bought some Sapphire. I went through it real fast too. It was really? great. It was it, great. Still still good, huh? <laughs> yeah my I, my local liquor liquor store had uh, the the handles the one point seven fives for oh. for thirty two dollars. <laughs> and why wouldn't you? And I'm really upset. I didn't buy like five of them. Mm. <laughs> It's so it is good. I'm not. We weren't wrong. No, it's great. Okay, and have they they branched out though? I mean, they they're doing more than the set. There's different Bombay's now, I believe. Yeah, there was one that was sort of citrusy, a Bombay, who knows what it's called. But I mean, there's the basic Bombay gin. Yeah, that almost nobody drinks. Because they just go for Tanqueray or uh, Beef Eater instead? I'm looking up now. Because I know that they just opened this really fancy-schmancy distillery outside London. But there was one uh, that was like called Boom, Boomza, Boomsma, something weird like that. But that's a... Isn't that a Geneva? Or y- Geneva? <laughs> Yennever. Yennever. Um, uh, looking, I'm looking... <sighs> I have to put in my age. I have to put in how old and how tall I am. And <laughs> our gin. Oh, there's a Bombay 
So I guess I guess you have to go to a different site than Bombay Sapphire because uh, Bombay Sapphire is only about Bombay Sapphire. Well, where's but yeah, they have a beautiful distillery. It's gorgeous. Oh, imaginative bartender. Imaginative. Are you the next Bombay Sapphire world's most imaginative bartender? <laughs> oh, I I actually know people who have competed in that. I I know somebody who won that. Nice. Um, and it got him featured in GQ magazine. I think I can't find any other gin except Bombay Sapphire. Neither can I. I know there's a basic Bombay. There used to be a basic Bombay gin. Yeah, and I thought they did like a a special limited edition. They did. Oh, here we go. They've done a couple. So, I, so they're owned by Bacardi, and if you go to the Bacardi site. There's Bombay Dry Gin, Bombay Sapphire, and then there's Bombay Sapphire Black Label? I have not heard... Oh, no, I haven't heard of that. But that that is not the... Uh, a, the Bombay... Oh my god, we're so much off vodka now. This is sad. It's, it's, we can't even stay on topic. No, we're talking about gin in a vodka I know, shop. it's very sad. I'm going to go... I'm trying to... I'm going to pull this back. Um, <laughs> the other... So, the, so my other vodka story would be... Uh, Stolishnaya, yeah, or Stoli, um, went also had like this period of like, this is hard to get. It's from Russia. It's it's the original vodka. It's really great. It's it's super premium. It's so well. It, it's, it's it's the one that came to America in the sixties or whenever it was. And it's fun to say Stolishnaya. Yeah. Um, and the, although they own Stoli dot com instead of Stolishnaya. Sure. Um, and again, I have to put in my date of birth. But I went through a period where I thought that was sort of rock gut vodka. Stoli? Yeah. Because, wow. Because it was just like a red and white label on a clear glass bottle. And it looked, oh. it looked just like the stuff in a plastic bottle. Like really indistinguishable. Mm-hmm. Um... But yeah, then people started doing comparisons and stuff like that and blind tastings. And Stoli would beat Kettle One and Grey Goose all the time. Huh. Well, I I don't even know where I got the impression that it was like super cool. It's the super cool vodka to have, but well, it's super I cool to because that it was the one that started the whole thing, but uh and it was Russian, and vodka should be Russian, sure. and blah blah yeah. blah. Uh, and I did have an absolute period because I really liked because they were they were like no no what was the gay vodka sky? There was the one. <laughs> there was one that did really heavily market towards the gay market. Well, like you would go into the gay bars, and it was all I think it was sky. It was it probably was sky, but I I give props to absolute because i was a huge fan of the absolute brand in the 80s when i was in high school because all their ads featured actual artists like pop art Mm -hmm. andy warhol did absolute and like everybody did so yeah i i really like their their marketing campaigns were always really good but i never drank their vodka i never asked for their (laughs) vodka and i didn't like they went heavily into flavored vodkas which i didn't ever i don't ever like yeah and uh unfortunately so is stoli these days like 
So many. I mean, I I understand it, um, and it and it it is something you can. Oh wait, Absolute now has an a barrel crafted vodka called Oak. What? Yes, apparently is, Oak by Absolute is, rested on Oak. Isn't that just a shitty whiskey? Ye, well, probably I don't. Well, character of vanilla, caramel, and toasted oak. That does sound like whiskey to me. Oak by Absolute. An Absolute Oak Old Fashioned. Oak and Coke. Yeah. Yeah. That Okay. Good good on you, Absolute. <laughs> <laughs> but they labeled the batch number on each bottle. Oh, my God. They have so many flavors. Absolute Lime, Citron, Mandarin, Raspberry, Vanilla, Peach, Currant, Pepper, Ruby Red, Pear, mango, cherry, acai berry, grape, apple, wild tea, hibiscus, and wait for it, cilantro. Oh my god. Yep. So you put a mango in the cilantro and you got a little something crazy. Um, That does not sound good. uh, I remember actually right around the time of, was it my wedding or one of my friend's wedding? Um... When Stoli had their vanilla, it it was Mm -hmm. brand new, Mm -hmm. and I drank the shit out of that. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Because it was like a shake, or I don't remember it at all. Yeah, it was... Was it sweet? Yeah, well, I mean, not sweet, sweet, but it was... Vanilla. It was booze that you couldn't taste, and then vanilla. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, and you put that with... If you make a screwdriver with it, it was like a creamsicle. And... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. Should we do one more, or should we... Are we... Uh, we're... We're... Uh, that's your call. And, well, I kind of want... I did kind of want to see what happens if I put vodka in an egg cream. Okay, that sounds really weird. Um, I want to talk about... Uh, Finland and Denmark a little bit, which is Ooh. which is not related to vodka at all, but it's just fun stuff. I think it is, isn't they? They make vodka there, don't they? Hmm. They make vodka everywhere. Is there Danish vodka? I bet there is. We'll find out right after this. Okie dokie. So hi, th- there is Danska vodka. So I still have some of the Amerabit Picon. Mm-hmm. So this is an egg cream with vodka and Amerabit Picon. Oh, that's interesting. Yep, I drink it. Yeah, because the Amerabit Picon is a little like bitter orangey and alpine spicy. and Yeah. <clears throat> I really, I do need to just open a bar and all we're going to serve are shakeritos and uh, egg, egg creams with up in it yeah okay so i did um just on the fly really uh my wife reminded me we have the uh pomelo flavor of the san pellegrino sodas the grapefruit flavor yep <laughs> <laughs> and uh so which is like um we, uh, we squirt yeah and we we were talking about salty dogs and greyhounds, which apparently salty dog is greyhound with Same a thing. salt rim. Oh, okay. Yeah, 
and you can do gin or vodka in either one, which is look up again. Brought my oh, oh, look at you! You can fizz up. So I did two vodka, one complete. Living the dream, Jake. It's living the dream. You're magic, man. <laughs> two vodka, one Campari, topped with the uh, San Pellegrino. Hmm. Grapefruit. Yeah, and it's it's right up <clears throat> my alley. It's it's a nice uh, summertime drink if it was summer. Well, I mean, all the seasons are screwing up into each other anyway. So well, yeah, it's like seventy degrees in Colorado today, so it's fine. Yeah, it's it's cold. Well, cold because we had a front come through and it's supposed to rain again tonight. It's very windy. This is our fourth week of storms in a row, so we're having fun here in California. Yeah, uh, did that dam ever break? No, uh, they just started like releasing the hell out of the water and they, I guess brought in helicopters to dump stuff where the hole was forming. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, it's either that or flood everybody out. So. Yeah. 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 So they did it. Interesting. Okay. So I have two things to talk about as, mm-hmm. as, as we come to a close, as we enter our last, uh, third of the show. Um, a, it's blood orange season, as you've already mentioned. Yes. And my favorite thing to do with blood oranges is make blood orange simple syrup. Uh-huh. <laughs> you didn't have to go up at the end, but okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> simple syrup? And you had, I, I saw the picture you sent, which is pretty. Well, so, yeah, I have, I have a technique here. And um, the main technique is actually from my hero jeffrey morgenthaler and that is to make an oleosaccharum okay that sounds dirty but i know it's not (laughs) so uh the the whole process is i take however many blood oranges i have which today was six and i zest them with my little y peeler and i get all those zests Mm -hmm. and then i juice them and I have one of those little lever arm juicers, which makes it handy. Yes. And then I weigh the juice and I take about one and a half times that weight of sugar and put it in a vacuum sealed bag. You can also use Ziploc bag with all the peels. Mm hmm. And the sugar extracts all the oil from the peels, and it actually dissolves most of the sugar. Like, you leave it overnight, you massage it around, you make it happen. So that's the oleosaccharum. And that is something I learned about first in Dave Wondrich's Punch book. Yeah. Which is highly recommended if you want to make punches for parties if you have more than two friends <laughs> which i'm sure some of our listeners probably qualify yeah <clears throat> um so you make the oleosaccharum you seal up the thing and you leave it overnight and the oils extract into the sugar and dissolve and then what you do is you add the reserved juice of the blood orange to mm-hmm. that to f- dissolve the rest of it Shake it around, stir it, whatever you need to do. 
Don't heat it up though, because it'll ruin the brightness of the citrus. Mm. Okay. Um. Main reason I keep vodka in the house is I often add vodka to syrups like that just to keep them more shelf stable. Mm-hmm. Uh, so do that if you want to, if you're not concerned about using it in children's drinks or anything like that. <laughs> or if you just want those kids to shut up, do it anyway. <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, that's, that's what I've done this weekend. I'll finish it up tomorrow, but like, I'm excited because I made a pretty big batch. So I'm going mm-hmm. to have a, at least one large bottle, if not a couple bottles of blood orange simple syrup. And wh- what do you use it for generally? Uh, old fashions. <laughs> you you look so happy right now. <laughs> Even in anticipation, you're like, oh my God. <clears throat> I... I think all oranges should be blood oranges. I love blood oranges. I do I'm too. so happy when the season comes along and I can just grab a bunch. And I really can't explain the difference. I guess they're sweeter. I think they're sweeter. Yep. They're not as tart. So it's like a Meyer lemon to a lemon. Yeah. I will say I recently discovered the Cara Cara navel orange, mm. which has a pinkish flesh mm-hmm. and is fucking delicious just on its own just like yeah just just as fruit like car mm-hmm. car car navel oranges are fucking amazing highly recommended. i will i will make a note of that i think we we live in a lucky age that we have access to all of these different when i was growing up right we had navel oranges basically right we had lemons we had limes well, we also we had, had bananas oranges like we we had either navel oranges or like oranges that had segments all the way up and down which yeah. i think were valencia oranges we had tangerines yeah but now like i have access to like four different kinds of tangerine or mandarins or whatever they're i don't know if a tangerine and a mandarin are the same thing but they look the same yeah and there's satsumas and there's sumo yes and, and tangelos and yeah and there's uh, as far as, as as far and... as that category goes, you know, whatever is the easiest to make the peel just come off the fruit, <laughs> and no seeds. Yeah, no seeds, and the peel just yeah jumps just off come... the fruit. <laughs> yeah, I am I am there with you. I love tangerines. I love oranges. I and growing up, I didn't like grapefruit, but now I really do like mm. grapefruit. I actually did like grapefruit as a kid, mostly because it was an excuse to use the little sawtooth spoon. <laughs> I think I resented it because it didn't taste like grapes. Well, I mean. And I was angry at it. You just didn't understand metaphor. I did not. <laughs> it doesn't even look like a grape. Why is this called grapefruit? Very annoying. Who named this? It's it's still confusing to me that winter is citrus season in the united states oh i guess i well i've lived in california for most of my life so it doesn't (laughs) there is no winter here so it makes sense to me no i know but like it used to be a thing that my grandparents would send us a box from the same company and other families i knew got boxes from the same company i wish (laughs) i knew what they were they were probably something in texas or something like that but it was a box that was basically 
the size and shape of an old suitcase and you would open it up and it would just be like, you know, the the paper straw surrounding mm-hmm. grapefruit and oranges and dried apricots, always yeah, dried apricots. Yeah, yeah. So for me, my grandmother had in her backyard an orange tree a lemon tree and a pecan tree so we yes what um so and i don't know if you ever see a pecan tree grows very very tall so we would take a a piece of bamboo a piece of uh dried bamboo and we'd have to knock the pecan tree sure. to make to, to knock the, the, knock the, the nuts, the nuts down so we would have literally shopping like grocery bags filled with pecans so so how are fresh pecans i i don't know if i've ever seen fresh pecans like they uh so their shell is uh shaped like a dirigible it's like this oblong and they're pointy on on both ends pointy on both ends yes so i don't know why have like a cap like an acorn not when you knock them off. I, okay. I don't know if the cap right. stays up there or, or whatever happens. Yeah. I and, and I can't remember what the bloom looked like or anything because basically she would tell us to come over because the tree would get so heavy, uh-huh. the branches were just hanging with the nuts. And we didn't roast them or anything. We would just take them and eat them because they were so fucking good. Really? Now, on the other hand, her oranges were not good. They had this... <laughs> really thick peel and they were super pulpy and they weren't they weren't good i don't and i don't know whether that that's like what oranges were until they started fucking with them and made them super juicy and whatever but her oranges were never now the lemon the lemons were good but the oranges when you say they were pulpy do you mean they had like the individual sacks of juice inside the segments or it's it's like they were almost like all pulp and no juice like really just like just fiber just yeah all just fiber. eating them was not pleasant and then peeling through the giant like half inch thick peel to get to the inside and again <clears throat> she her trees were just heavy with these giant oranges and from the outside the ooh this orange is going to be so good and then you'd peel it and it was all peel and ugh, terrible the, the pecans were great though those oranges would have made great bitters. Mm, but, you know, when you're six and eight years old, you don't think that way. No, of course you don't. If I had kids, I would make them think that way, but <laughs> I don't don't have kids either. No. But, yeah, it's, I guess. And then aren't apples are also a winter thing, right? No, that's fall. Oh, okay. I, oh, but, that's so the Halloween when you get the caramel apples. Yeah. And, yeah. All right. Like, I think, Which I love, by the I th- way. I think that's apples. like the end of apple season is basically Halloween maybe november okay so that makes sense that makes total sense because we would get candy apples and caramel apples and all that stuff because apples whatever right cover cover them with candy (laughs) make them delicious i'm so picky about apples if it's even the slight bit mealy i can't deal with it so the apple that i'm eating now so i used to swear by red delicious but they're terrible oh they're god awful yeah, <laughs> I don't know why, because they're pretty, but they're terrible apples. And the ones I get now are honey crisp. Yeah, honey, Have you seen these? honey crisps are pretty good. There's something else that's like a pink something or other that I love. Pink lady. Yeah, pink ladies I like. Yeah, I yeah. But even even those sometimes you get a mealy one and you're just like yeah. I'm never eating apples anymore. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. 
you get a, you get a bad apple and you just they're like why why did I think this was good yeah. and it's not no it's terrible no no but blood oranges are always good blood oranges are always good it, absolutely which was what? and they make a a gorgeous drink anything that calls for orange juice if you use a blood orange it's just so it's beautiful it's the only orange I I authorized in 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 the Iron Age. You can make it you can make it with a regular orange if you want, but that is not an Iron Age. Well, no, I mean in a blood and sand with normal, especially like bottled orange juice. If you just use your Tropicana, <laughs> what? No, a blood and sand is gross. <laughs> but if you use fresh blood orange squeezed juice, the blood and sand is actually a great drink. It is. Well, I found that out in our last episode. I was. It was really good. Our underappreciated last episode. <laughs> well, maybe if we were more regular with our episodes, <laughs> we're, we're, we're kind of irregular, and people don't know when to expect us. I, but yeah, but people just subscribe, and they happen. Um, well, I, and 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 we have invited people to tell us what they would like us to bloviate about, yeah, and no, we're not. We're, no, no feed, idea. No feedback. No feedback. Just tweet at us. We're at. Dis- Hence, you're 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 getting you're victimized by this vodka episode. We don't even know what the fuck we're doing at this point. Seriously, uh, but yeah, seriously, if you have feedback, if you actually listen to the this <laughs> assholery that is our podcast, um, it's super fun. We have fun anyway. But really, no, it, it, seriously. If you want us, we'll even do like homework and explore. We won't do it like on while we're recording <laughs> and go to Wikipedia and figure this shit out. We'll we'll actually try to like figure out like where did this drink come from and why do people like it? No, if if the people want us to, I mean, who knows? And if they don't, we'll just keep doing our own shit. Maybe our ad lib shit is the only thing that has any charm. That, that could be very true. They're like, stop the, the encyclopedia. Um. But yeah, tweet at us. Uh, we're at Dipsomania Cast on Twitter. We're also at Dipsomania Cast on Facebook. I look at it. So excellent, good. We have we have a Gmail account, which is also, I believe, do we? Did, yeah, did yeah, we do that. <laughs> yeah, we, we've got. I don't. I haven't checked it in a while. There might be all kinds of stuff backed up in there. But based on our listenership, I'm going to say probably not. Yeah. Um. And but. Uh, we don't do it for you, listeners. So you know we're doing it. We <laughs> <laughs> we're literally real, don't know why we do it. We're, well, we're just amusing ourselves, really. Um, so my my so my friend from Raleigh, Steve Champion, is in town this week and next week. That is a hell he, of a name, isn't that a great name? Steve, and you know what his wife's name is? What's that? Heather. Heather. Oh yeah. Well, Heather says hi. Actually, <laughs> hi Heather. Has he? Um, but he was asking, why are you guys doing a podcast? And I literally had no answer for him. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> well, it's sure not for the money. It is, it is not. It's just for the, the, it's the, it's the pleasure of investigation. It's, uh, doing something on a Sunday after we, we always record on a Sunday so far. So far. Yeah. Um, so it, it, it and, um, and I, I enjoy doing it, Jake. I enjoy doing this with you, even though, look, can't. Can't really touch you, <laughs> but it's good. No, it's it's really funny because I was explaining it to somebody recently. I, I forget the context of the conversation, but uh, it was like, 
So Lance was a dude back when, <laughs> back when I started blogging in like the early 2000s. He was a blogger too, and I paid attention to him. And, and then we started talking to each other on Twitter, and we both like cocktails a lot. So we started a podcast. Ta-da! <laughs> it's the modern age. You can you can do whatever the fuck you want, whenever the fuck you want. Well, now, right? now I feel like we're buddies. You know, it, it's mm-hmm. very fulfilling to me. Never, in fact, met in person like many internet people. We're we're trying to resolve that, and yep. and. I'm sure that we will at at some point, so, and then as soon as I have employment, I'll, I'll uh, work on that. <laughs> you do? You, do you want to plug yourself? Oh, uh, I am actively looking for a job as a Rails developer type of guy. I've also had some management experience in the Denver area or remote. Um, I'm I've been doing some job interviews, and I'm waiting to hear back from one probably Monday or Tuesday. <gasps> Good, so good for you. We'll see. I can, I can tweet. I have, I have some. I don't have any, <laughs> but I can do it anyway yeah, and whatever. see what happens. I could, I could, I could. Uh, yeah, I'll do it. Cause why not? Isn't that what Twitter is for? Really? It, it's, it's, it's better than retweeting what the fucking president said. So blech. no, I'm taking this week off though. I don't know if you saw that. So it's pre- we're recording this on President's Day, and I've decided for this week I am not going to mention his name or retweet him or anything. Yeah. I'm ignoring him entirely. And if I can manage that, because it's hard. It's hard, because he's such an idiot. After that uh, fucking press conference, I'm like so... Oh my... Jesus Christ. But anyway, so that's my goal this week. I'm not I'm not going to mention him. I'm not going to uh do anything having to do with the current so-called presidency. Um I'm I'm just going to have fun like Twitter used to be. That's yeah. my plan. Just, um and if and if I can manage it, I'm, maybe I'll just do that. Yeah. Cuz there's so many people doing doing his work for him. Maybe I'll I'll be the breath of fresh air. Just animated gifts. Exactly. People love gifts. Pain. And thank you for saying gifts. Panda bears. There, there was another discussion on one of my slacks about GIF versus GIF. So Will Wheaton. Uh, Will Wheaton? Will Wheaton <laughs> says, it, says it's GIF. Okay. As in giraffe. First, I, I have to pause to recognize you're on a slack with Will Wheaton. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> he doesn't he doesn't recognize me, so I, that's, that's as much recognition as I'm giving him. All right, good. Um... Plus, he says GIF, so fuck that. No, that is asshole. Fuck that shit. It's GIF. If you and plus, if you're listening to this podcast and you say GIF, no, stop listening to this podcast. Well, I don't want to be your friend. It's not graphics. It is not. It's not graphics. <laughs> and you don't say GIFT, birthday GIFT, Mm-mm. do you? Do you, Jake? It's not a you Christmas say Jake with gift. A J. There's a J. Yeah. You're not Gake. Although that'd be a cool name. Do I need to explain what an egg cream is? Because people can't Actually, see Actually, my... yes, you probably should. All right. So an egg cream is generally an East Coast thing. We don't really have them here on the West Coast. I don't even know if they do them in like Denver and Midwest. But an egg cream is a really simple thing. Um, you take 
uh, chocolate syrup, and there is a specific chocolate syrup you're supposed to use, but you can use whatever chocolate syrup. If you like Hershey's chocolate syrup, use Hershey's chocolate syrup. No, it's, but it's, what, what's the one? That it's It's got a weird, it's like Hydrox or something like no, that? No. Um, uh, it's got such a weird name. I'm going to have to look it up now because I can't remember, but I you can get it on Amazon. Uh, Fox's You Bet. You so bet. it's you, you, the letter U hyphen bet, B-E-T, Fox's You Bet chocolate syrup. That's what you're supposed to use oh, I'm, to make an egg cream. Uh, apologies. Apparently, Hydrox is a brand name for a cream-filled chocolate sandwich cookie. It's a fake Oreo. Yes. And, and Oreos have also gone insane, but we'll cover that topic another time. Mm. Um, so you take equal portions of uh, Fox's You Bet chocolate syrup and whole milk, not not like like low fat milk, but whole milk. Yep. And it's it's usually around four tablespoons of each or two ounces of each. Put those in the bottom of a glass. Mix those together so you don't have any like dark leftover syrupy bits. And then uh, uh, to make the egg cream, you just fill the rest with uh, soda water. You just spritz soda water, and you want a big foamy head on it. To, so to wait, really wait, make... wait, wait. I, I... May have missed a part there. So chocolate syrup and what? Whole milk. Why is it called an egg cream? That I cannot answer. There is no cream <laughs> and there is no egg in it. It is milk and chocolate syrup and soda water. Um, but what I, have, what I have started to do is to add things to it. So specifically make, boozes. Specifically booze. So you, you make the base, which is the milk and the... Uh, chocolate cream, chocolate uh, syrup, and then add some booze. And this, and in this case, I added vodka and uh, the uh, say it, say it, say it for me. Uh, dit dit dit. Uh, picon. Yes, and uh, which uh, Jake procured and and sent me a bottle, uh, which is a bitter orange thing. Previously, which, which is I. All we're looking for in terms of sponsorship on this podcast is somebody <laughs> to send us booze. That's right. Like absolute, s- I know we we put you down about your whatever the fuck you're doing with wrong. your vodka. Send us some cilantro vodka, and we will try it. Oh, out. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so uh, so I'm adding different things to egg creams to see how they turn out. And another really good thing to add is uh, the vermouth de Torino from um, Koki. Yeah, that was super smooth and delicious, and I and and. I would think even the Koki Americano would work. and, and So funny uh, story. Last night we were at a friend's house and we had a little dinner party. And they made us basically microwave cake in a cup. Yes. Yes. And it souffléed out the top of the cup and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. In the microwave, yes. And as I was eating it, you know, it, it, it was a lot of cake because it's mm-hmm. a cup full of cake. Yeah. I was like. You know, whipped cream, putting whipped cream on it. And like, Wait a minute. He's got Koki Torino. So I put some vermouth <laughs> on the cake. Yes. Yes. Chocolate yes. cake with vermouth. Oh, my God. And, oh, but, yeah. So, folks at home, um, the microwave, it's either, I've seen it as microwave brownie and microwave cake. But mm. either way, it's super simple to make, especially an egg and flour and chocolate, uh, chocolate, uh, cocoa, sorry, cocoa powder. And sugar, and you just basically stir that in a mug, just a regular coffee yep. mug. You stick it in the microwave. It's like magic, and it, it's like those um, 
those twelve dollar uh, molten chocolate things that you get at or used to get like it was really yeah. pop. It's amazing. <laughs> Satisfies that itch that you have for like I kind of I want something sweet and chocolatey mm. and warm and delicious. But oh my god, putting vermouth on it or scotch, I bet would also work. Ooh. And also, what they did for some of theirs was uh, mix in some cayenne when they were stirring it up. Whoa! Yes, yeah, like a Mexican. Yeah. And and I, you know, when I stop to think about, do we advocate putting liquor in everything? And my answer would be yes. Put liquor in everything. Why wouldn't you? Although on the other, well, I, I bet, I bet if you, what if you soaked steak in bourbon? I don't think it would do anything. Oh, okay. I, that just popped in my head. I was like thinking about meat, and I bet you could make like meatballs with something. I bet you could use vermouth and meatballs, or uh, overproof rum, like a like the OFTD from Plantation mm-hmm. Rum. Yes, uh, because they although they might set a light because that's like one fifty proof. So <laughs> I, that I think that's fine, and that's also cool. It'd be also cool. Because I know you add, or you should be adding red wine to your like spaghetti sauces and your pasta sauce, like your your what red gravy or whatever sure. they call it. Yeah. And it, it cooks. It you generally cook the alcohol out, and it, and it adds a, a richness to it. But you know, if you want the alcohol in, maybe that's what vodka is for as well. Yeah, maybe. Uh, vodka is a secret ingredient for both tomato sauces and pie crusts. Really? Pie crust? Yes. What does it what does it do? Um, you would have to consult the internet for the science, but it hmm. do, it does some things. I had no idea. Lance, I do have like two, one thing I want to talk about. Do you want to like give yourself a shot of vodka to like finish up or Maybe I should because I'm done with my egg cream. I've still and... I've still got plenty, so. All right. So I'll be right back. Like a shot of vodka sounds good. I'll be right back. And then I can I can also show you my cool glass. Oh yes. Okay. So are you familiar with Huga? No, not at all. Okay. Um, it, it really does taste like water. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> See, mine tasted like cream. The Aylesbury duck. Mm-mm. Okay, so huga is a Danish term, and because enough people in my life are subscribed to the New York Times and or the New Yorker, they've heard about this. I subscribe to both, but I haven't heard about it. Um, huga is a Danish term defined as a quality of coziness and comfortable conviviality that engenders a feeling of contentment or well-being. How does it how is it spelled? H Y G G E. And that's huga? That's huga. Okay. Because Danish. <laughs> they make good furniture. Yeah. I I Danish mid-century modern is my jam. Gorgeous. All the teak. All the teak. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, yes. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up while you talk. So my wife Heather became enamored with this because basically it's it's a counter to 
wintertime SAD, seasonal affective disorder. Like you just fuck the outside, turn inside, light the fire, put your wool socks on, cuddle up, have a drink. Good times. In fact, everything good. All the good stuff. Right? And it's 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 really like, you know, after the sun goes down, I don't want any strangers in my house. I only want close friends, if that. You know, like... <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, it's very sort of self-selecting, down, focusing down to the things that you actually care about. And... So Heather got super into this. Like, this is how I want to spend winter. And it's like, we're going to do hygge. <laughs> all the time. That's all we're doing. And I was like, yes, we will do hygge. Because that sounds awesome. But then. Uh, yeah. No, go ahead. No, no. You keep going. Because I'm going to interrupt with something that, that I just found. But go. Well. So I, I'm I'm pivoting from the Huga. So if you have... oh, okay, well, so when I looked up Huga on on the on the Googles, I found a a an article at L Magazine uh, that says first there was Huga, then Lagom, but what's, now it's time. What's the I don't know. I don't know Lagom yet, but they're even moved on from Lagom. Uh, it says Lagom Lagom is the Goldilocks of lifestyles. It's not too little and it's not too much. <laughs> it's just right. Right. But now there's Kalsarik Kanit. That's my Kal- next one. That- okay. Go. Kalsarik Kanit is the Finnish feeling for when you're going to get drunk home alone in your underwear with no attention of going out. Exactly. <laughs> that is the article I landed on first. That is... <laughs> So, me. That is so. Although instead of I don't instead of under, like I don't even want the underwear. I'm either like a bathrobe guy or Ooh. sweatpants. Oh God, ba- I'm all about terry cloth bathrobe. So, you, <clears throat> so you, you, and in fact, if you want the best terry cloth bathrobe, and you're a guy, go to Land's End because most guy bathrobes are like mid thigh for some uh-huh. reason. Like they want you to wander around and be cold. But at Land's End has a full to the ankle terry cloth, fully enveloped to the ankle. To the ankle is it's, too far. To the knee. Is, no. To the knee. No, no, no. It's all. It's it's all of you. So when you're sitting on your couch and you've got your legs up, you're all comfy. You don't need an extra blanket. It's uh, to me that's perfect. No, I don't want it to the knee. It just feels—it feels so weirdly '60s James Bond. I, I and, and and in general, I want to cover up as much as possible, frankly. No, but if you're walking around with no underwear in a bathrobe, you gotta hang that shit out every once in a while. Oh, Jake, what are you doing at home? I have a really full house. I don't do any of the things I really kind of want I, to do. I want everything covered. And then also, so as you can see, my cat likes likes to max and relax. So if, if I can provide her the maximum like lap area, she's super happy. And also, I don't want her doing that kneading things with her claws. So uh, I, want, yeah. I want coverage. I have um, a cat. Why can I no longer find the image? 
So there is an artist on the internet. I'm sure he was an artist in the real world, but I saw him on the internet, and he did a painting of L. Ron Hubbard <laughs> in his underwear on a couch with a pizza, like on the... <laughs> Oh, now I want pizza. And it's my favorite thing and I can't find he's gone now. I think I think oh. I think Scientology killed this dude. Oh, no, they can't do that. Let me see if I can find it for you as well. Everybody at home, look look for this. Elron So I'm googling Elron Hubbard pizza sofa. Uh-huh. And I'm hoping it comes up with an actual pizza sofa. <laughs> That would be awesome. Oh, I think I found it. Yellow background. Yes. Uh, Brandon Bird is Brandon the artist's name. Brandon Bird, that's him. It's called The Dreamer and the Dream. And unfortunately, it's sold, or I'd buy it for you, Jake. It's so amazing. It's quite, yeah, Brandon Bird. Go to brandonbird.com slash ron.html. Yes. yes. And you can look at this gorgeous 18 by 14 inches. He's got a Pepsi between his feet. <laughs> Maxing and relaxing. Bag, of, bag of Funyuns next to him. Mm-hmm. Brandon Bird is actually excellent. He also did a painting of uh, B. Arthur wrestling a T-Rex. Did he do the topless B. Arthur as well? Ooh, I think so. I think so. Okay. Then Mr. Montero is is going to be familiar with his work as yes, well. Yes, yes. Not that he listens to our podcast. No, he's too busy doing ir- annoying people. Well, I mean, he doesn't care about us drunks. He cares a little about everything. He... I, I'm so happy, though, that you introduced me to Hugo. So, yeah, but also... Oh, coziness. Also, Karsai Kunik. <laughs> that one's too, that's even too, they should they need to simplify that well it's, i appreciate it's, what it's it is Finland, but yeah but yeah hook is really easy to remember Huga is easy and a lot and i forgot the other one already the oops nope no that's not where i want to go it was only two syllables it was uh lagnum langum lagnum I went really deep on Icelandic pop music one year. Mm-hmm. That was fun. I have. I need to go back to Iceland. I really like everything about them. They know what they're doing. They're very friendly. It's super chill in both ways. Nah. Nah. And um, it's very clean. It's so it, you don't appreciate how clean things can be until you go to iceland and you and then you come back home and you're like why are people people just shit all over the place <laughs> they don't they're not really very careful or or or, in, or loving of their own like where they live I'm, I'm cleaning gonna, things up and say, iceland is iceland's beautiful well and isn't booze really expensive there though well kind of everything is because they're on an island and almost everything has to be shipped Imported, in yeah yeah um but I think that I think the trade-off is again, it like they only have like two murders a year or something like right. that. Yeah, um, well, and you get the Northern they also, Light. They also have a pirate political party, like, and they believe in elves or is it gnomes? No, elves. They live in the elves. rocks. Yes, it's a different kind uh, of elves. It's not like Lord of the Rings. No, it is not, and it's a religion as well. 
and also Icelandic horses are shaggy. Yeah, they're so cute. They're super cute. All right, Lance. <laughs> yeah, this, we're way this, we're not even talking about liquor anymore. So that's probably bad. This this is our hard stuff. Okay, so what we've concluded is vodka's okay. I mean, I like drinking vodka by itself. It's fun, but for cocktails, I still think it's mostly useless. Uh, <laughs> okay, uh, but you can add it to things. You can add it to your cooking. Uh, you can make a pie you, crust with it, yeah. If if you are doing something low proof and you decided you don't want it low proof, you can add make make it high proof very easily. You can preserve your syrups with it. All right. Well, good night, everyone. Love you, Lance. Love you too, Jake. So professional, man.